Welcome to Thrive Lathrop Podcast. Here at our church, we believe that everyone can thrive. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and enjoy this life-changing message. All right. Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Stay standing. Hey, do me a favor. Let's welcome everyone watching online this morning. Come on now. Thank you for joining us. If you got a phone, you want to share this on Facebook or YouTube, go for it. You never know who's going to be watching. I'm telling you right now, there might be a mom chilling at home that needs to watch this service or something. And so you never know who's going to be watching. So feel free to go on our Facebook page, share the messages. And I'm just so excited for what God's doing. First service was off the hook. I think God's going to keep moving in this one. Um, I know that he's going to do some special stuff. Uh, Real quick, before I move on, I just want to honor the moms one more time. I would not be here today without mothers and spiritual mothers in my life. So to all the moms, spiritual moms, aunties, grandmas, I think that's it. I don't know if I missed another title. If I did, my bad. Hey, give it up for them one more time. Let's honor them in the room. Yeah. We love you, and we're so grateful for you. All right. Well, stay standing. Don't sit down yet. Don't. I got you. I'm trying to not make it like Catholic Church, you know, the up and down, the up and down. Like, try to stay standing. And uh, we're going to jump right into the Word, okay? So I'm uh, going to share, I believe, just kind of a brief message today, but I'm excited. I believe God's going to speak to some people, to some hearts. And uh, we're going to go to John chapter 14. So John chapter 14, if you want to open your Bible, we're going to go to verse 16 through 18. Changing it up a little bit today. I'm going to read from the Amplified Version, just a little bit of a different version of the Bible than I normally read. Uh, But it's all good. It's the same Bible, so we're cool. And um, we're going to go to John chapter 14, verses 16 through 18. Follow me on the screen or on your phone or on your Bible. It says this, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter. Everybody say comforter. Counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby. Those are his names. It's awesome. That he, re- he may remain with you forever. Verse 17. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, welcome, take to its heart. Because it does not see him or know and recognize him. But you know and recognize him for he lives with you constantly and will be in you. Verse 18. And I will not leave you as orphans. Come on. Comfortless, desolate, bereaved, forlorn, helpless. I will come back to you. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you. Holy Spirit, we invite you in the room. Thank you for what you're doing today. We love you. And in Jesus' name, everybody said, amen, amen. Have a seat. Have a seat. Go ahead. You're good. So I'm excited for this message. Um, I, I would be lying to you if I didn't think about moms this Sunday. However, I don't believe that this is just for the moms in the room. I do think this is for everyone who would want to kind of receive what God, I think, wants to speak to you in a way. Uh, But as I was processing and thinking about the message this week and the topic of our Holy Spirit being our comforter, I could not help but think of moms. Especially because, listen, fellas, I think you think we're busy, but moms are busy on a whole nother level. Okay, I I don't know why I should have like 25, 30 women shouting me down, saying amen, right? Come on now. When I see the amazing things my wife does, full-time job, kids, being my wife, that's a full-time job. You know what I'm saying? It's just incredible. And I, I I just can't believe all the things that women are capable of doing. I'm so proud of our church. We have powerful women that go here. 
I'm telling you that. We have extraordinary women, mothers, leaders, and in processing what I felt like God wanted to give this week and talking about this week as the Holy Spirit being our comforter, I just know that if anyone needs a comforter, it's moms. It's moms. Even more so, I think we all need a comforter. And I, I'm just grateful that as we've been on this series of the Holy Spirit, I, I'm really excited as we've been diving in to who the Holy Spirit is and the different facets and aspects of who his personality is and what he is. I'm praying that as we dive into that, that we are drawing closer to Jesus. We are learning about him more, not just intellectually, but today I pray that this message would hit your heart in a real way. I don't know if this message, you're going to learn a lot, but I think this message is a call to the heart and to allow Jesus to speak to our heart so that way we can live from the inside out. Does that make sense? Cool. So I want to start off with this, which I believe is the main point of the conversation today in talking about how the Holy Spirit's our comforter, is that we can be uncomfortable when we have the comforter. I want you to know this, that you can be uncomfortable because God has sent you a helper and he has been designed to comfort you. Now, let's be honest, as humans, none of us like to be uncomfortable. And even as this week I was preparing and I was thinking about this message, there are times when a preacher will come and share with you and preach to you maybe something that you need to hear. That's kind of normal in church life. And then there's times where the preacher is really preaching to himself. This week, that's one of those times. I'm going to tell you that right now. I have needed the Holy Spirit as a comforter this week more than ever. There's been a lot going on, but just the fact of it is ridiculously hot all of a sudden now in the Central Valley. I forgot how horrible it was. And it came fast, guys. Like, like Central Valley heat comes like a thief in the night, yo. Like it just comes and just slaps you right in the face and you weren't even ready for it. It was like 72 and then 90. It has no chill. Zero to 100. So quick. This heat and just uncomfortable. My AC went out this week. The devil's a liar. Y'all need to pray for your pastor, man. I'm telling you, my poor wife, she has to deal with me. And right, it's not comfortable. Going to Zadok's game yesterday, my son plays baseball. And it's 90 degrees out in the baseball field. I don't know why they have these kids playing out like 11, 12 o'clock. It's ridiculous. Like, let's play at 7 or like 7 in the morning but seven or 7 at night, right? It's, it's like super hot, 90 degrees. Saw a dad there with a canopy. I became his friend really fast. <laughs> Used my pastor skills. Hey, man, good to meet you, bro. Is it okay if I sit here, right? I'm dying in this heat. Thank God for dads with canopies. You're the real MVP. Right, and, and, and I'm, I'm joking in, in a sense of, of, of something uncomfortable, but it is real, right? And we don't like to be uncomfortable. It, we're, it's not natural for us to be uncomfortable, but I want you to know this, two things. One, you're going to be uncomfortable in this life. You're going to be uncomfortable in this life. Why? Because there's sin, there's humanity, people are people, there's brokenness. But here's the other aspect that's really important that you need to understand. I think we have done a disservice by telling people when they come to church or have given a false gospel that says when you get saved, everything's going to get better and all your problems are going to get fixed. I want you to know right now that it's not, right? When you get saved, 
It's not that all of a sudden everything is like perfect and it's rainbows and butterflies and sunshine and everything's going to be chill. No, actually the Bible says when you get a hold of Jesus, when the gospel transforms your life, it's actually going to get harder. So whoever gave you some like cotton candy, fluffy Christian gospel that told you it's, it was going to be all perfect once you accepted Jesus and he was going to solve all your problems like it was a microwave or a genie in a lamp, I'm telling you right now, that's not true. What is true is that we have the Holy Spirit, we have the Holy Ghost who is promised to be with us through all the pain and all the uncomfortability. Right? Jesus leaves the disciples and he says, I will not leave you as orphans though. And you're going to go through stuff. You're going to go through some things you don't want to go through. And there's a real tension when you get saved. There's a real tension when you start to follow Jesus. Because now part of the tension is the things that you used to cope with in your past, you can no longer cope with in Jesus. You can no longer go back to the things that would fill your heart up and leave you empty because once you get saved, once you know God, once you begin to have a relationship with Jesus, he has to become your comforter and not the sin that you struggled with when you were lost. This is the tension of why it gets harder because not only is life already hard, we just made it harder on ourselves in a way because now we have to follow Jesus's way. But can I tell you that I'd rather have it harder following Jesus's way than not have Jesus at all. And the beautiful thing about the gospel is God isn't asking us to do this on our own. He says that I will not leave you as orphans. I will not abandon you. I will not forsake you. I will not drop you. I will not just leave you behind or wash you away. I will be next to you. I will send the Holy Ghost who is a comforter and who will console you, who will help you, who will walk you through all the things that you need to go through in this life because I'm going to be with you always. I'm going to be with you always. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. Do, go back to the first slide for me. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. Therefore, God has called us to live the life of uncomfortability. Because if you're not willing to be uncomfortable, why would you need the Holy Spirit? Right? You can only experience the Holy Spirit as comforter if... You're uncomfortable. Therefore, God has designed it to where that uncomfortability that you are experiencing in your life is not meant to draw you farther from God. Come on now. It's actually meant to draw you closer to God. Not that God just wants you to suffer because he's narcissistic. No, no, no. It's that one, life is life. Things are going to happen. Things are going to take place. And two, he knew that humanity is going to act like how they're going to act. How many know you got wild people like in your life and your family? Don't start looking around. And so you're going to need a comforter. You're going to need someone who's going to be with you. You know, we, we don't really talk about um, like social issues and, 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 and issues that are in the news cycle. We're, we're down to talk all the, the, the smoke. I'm down with it. But I don't do it because it's on Fox or CNN, if that makes sense. Like we're not very responsive. We're not, we, we don't get triggered and then we change our message on Sunday because whatever is talking about whatever this week. That's just not how we function and we're not going to function like that. However, I saw something on the news a few weeks ago. Every now and then when I accidentally put it on, right? Um, and it, it was really concerning. And it's something that actually 
I think uh, really speaks to the current state of our nation today. Um, the Surgeon General of the U.S., so the Surgeon General is actually the guy who is responsible for in charge of public health services in the nation. I Googled that, so it's not like I knew that off the cuff, okay? Some of you are like, man, Pastor Chris just knows some stuff. No, I don't. I use Google just like you, okay? The Surgeon General is like, what is his job? Oh, that's his job. Okay, cool. The Surgeon General announced that we are now leaving the COVID pandemic. Which is awesome. That's great news because, right, it's felt like that for a while, but, man, that thing was lingering like a cousin that won't leave the party. Come on. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Some of y'all right now are just thinking, oh, yeah, the cousin at the party. <sighs> I invited them to lunch with my mom after today. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, right? Like, like oh, it was just going on and on and on. No, no. So we are out of the pandemic, right? We are out of the COVID pandemic, but a new epidemic has started in America. And he announced this, that the new epidemic is an epidemic of loneliness. We are living in a day and age where the Surgeon General said, now in our country, now in a Western American country, think about that, with all the money, right? Some of us, I know some of us have more money than others, and we could think of rich and poor. Compare that to third world nations, we are super rich. We have all the money, all the power. We have social media, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. You know more people now than you ever have in your life because you're able to connect with them on a social level, right? We have more ways to be connected than ever before, and yet we are the loneliest group of people in the history of America right now. There has never been a loneliness epidemic, and it is a real thing. It's not fluff. It is real. People are hurting themselves. People are damaging themselves. People are self-destructing because of the loneliness they feel in their heart. And I wonder if it's because of two things. One, we have stopped talking about the Holy Ghost. We have taken the Holy Spirit out of things. Because when you begin to realize that the Holy Spirit is with you and he's not going to leave you and he's there to comfort you, the loneliness in your heart begins to diminish. Because we begin to understand that God has sent someone to be with us always. And two, I believe it is an opportunity for the church to preach about the Holy Spirit, to tell individuals whether you've heard it for a hundred times or it's your first time ever, that God loves you and wants you and wants to be with you. And if you would just allow him in your life, if you would repent of all the things that get in the way, and you would say, Jesus, I know that you would be with me, and you would guide me, and it's an opportunity to talk about the one who is with us always. I believe we are living in a season where the church really can be the answer to this loneliness epidemic. Social clubs are good, therapy's good, relationships are cool, but there's nothing like driving in the car by yourself knowing you're not in the car by yourself. Come on now. And for the people in the room who know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. The Holy Ghost is next to you, when he's with you, when he's speaking to you. You're not lonely anymore. Why? Because you got a comforter that's not going to leave you. To the people who don't know, have never experienced it, keep coming and experience what God has. I'm telling you, because it's not just for a specific individual. It's not just for a pastor. It's not just for the spiritual person. The Bible says that if you would believe in him, Jesus would send his spirit, who's known as the helper, who would comfort you always. And through that comfort, he would never leave you. And it doesn't matter how bad the situation is. It doesn't matter what brokenness you're going through. It doesn't matter what hell is happening in your life, that if you would trust in Jesus, God would stay with you always. Come on, if you believe this with me and you've experienced this, just give them a shout and thank God in the room right now. Man, I'm, I'm so sorry this ain't a fluffy Mother's Day message. 
I, I just, I, well, you felt good with the donuts, you know? But I'm trying to give you something that's going to get you through. I'm trying, I'm trying to preach to myself to get me through. Right? I'm, I'm talking about the heat being the thing, and that's just being funny. But there's things I walk through in my life. I'm human too. You're human. This stuff is real. Tragedy, crisis, pain, things that happen that weren't planned, things that we don't understand, even things that we've caused. And the truth is, is as long as we welcome the Holy Spirit in our life, it doesn't mean that the pain's going to go, but he's going to walk us through it. I want you to understand this, that the promise is not that Jesus will fix all your problems. The promise is that the Holy Ghost will not leave you during your problems. That's the promise. And so let me walk through just some ways that I feel that the Holy Spirit comforts us, right? I believe that humans, he's not just comforted us in one area, but he can comfort us in every part of our lives. So let me just break that down. Give you just seven things. And you might relate to one of these things in this season that you're in right now in the current time of you sitting in that chair and listening to this message. Number one is that the Holy Spirit comforts us when we are physically afflicted. I want you to know this, that here at Thrive, we believe in signs and wonders. We believe in miracles. We believe that God can heal the sick, that disease can go. We've heard reports of cancer disappearing. We've heard of incredible miracles, diseases leaving, bones that are broken, coming back into alignment, all this fun stuff. It's happening in the last few months. Incredible. From the kids all the way to adults. We believe in this. However, there is a reality that sometimes God doesn't heal, okay? And what we need to understand is we're not gonna believe in a theology that says, well, if God doesn't heal me, then that means he doesn't want me. That's not true. You have in moments where Jesus is healing the sick all throughout the gospels, and then you have times in where Paul is talking about it, where Paul is feeling physically afflicted. Paul is going through shipwrecks and torment and suffering. Job in the Old Testament, torment and suffering. It has happened because of the state of humanity. And what we find is God draws closer who are physically afflicted, not farther. I want you to know today, if you are feeling physically afflicted, if you have a disease, a sickness, whatever, we would believe God would heal you. But more than that, it's not just about the healing, but it's about knowing the one who can heal. And that is the greatest miracle, is a relationship with Jesus. Some of the most powerful people I've met, God hasn't healed them the way they wanted. But God healed them in every other way that they didn't know they needed. I want you to know that your disease or your sickness or your pain does not scare the Holy Ghost away. Just want you to know that. Number two, when we are vocationally restless, what do I mean by that? Your job is crazy. Some of y'all in the room don't know what's going on. And we joke, right? We talk about crazy bosses or people we don't like to work with. But I know there's been seasons of people in here where it just feels like I don't know what's going on at work. I'm, I, it's causing anxiety. It's causing issues with my mental state. It's even physically making me sick. I don't know what's going on. Maybe you might lose your job. I don't know what the case is, but that is a reality. All of us, most of us work in some way, and that is a heavy toll that you can take. I want you to know that the Holy Spirit is not just to comfort your spirit. He's also to comfort you in your vocation. He's going to comfort you in your job. He's going to meet you where you're at. If you're in this room and you don't know what's going on with your work, you don't know what's happening in your life, you don't know what's going to take place, I challenge you, invite the comforter and let him be with you there. Because this is what we do as humans. We're really good about putting God in a box and telling him where he belongs and where he doesn't. 
right? I want God at church. I want God, at, I want God in my, with my marriage. I want God with my kids. Come on, right? All of us are like, please, God, get the kids. Get them like three times over. I've had parents come up to me when we're baptizing kids, like, just keep them down for like four more seconds. I know they're joking, but like, I, I, I feel, right, Pastor Matt? Like, they've told you that too, and I'm just like, a little too long, right? And they're, they're serious. So we're cool. We're cool with putting God in our kids and our family, but when we're hanging out with the fellas, we don't want God there. When we're going to the party, we don't want God there. When we're hanging out with the baseball team, we don't want God there. When, when we're doing this with this family member, we don't want God there. And, and we're really good about boxing up the Holy Spirit. Can I tell you that he's not wanting to be boxed? He wants to be at your job. And he wants to comfort you through the pain, through the awkwardness, through the tension. He wants to console you. He wants to be there with you. Number three, he wants to comfort us. He comforts us when we're financially burdened. I referenced the third world country analogy. And although that is a reality and that is true, there's also people I know in the room that have financially struggling. And I don't know if that's your fault or it's not your fault. I've learned most of the time real financial hardship oftentimes isn't our fault in some ways. Sometimes you just go through hard seasons. I want you to know that God's not scared that you can't afford things right now and you feel so trapped and lost and how am I gonna make it? Can I tell you that God's gonna get you through it? Not to be, a, to be fluffy or anything, but, but I, I feel that so strongly from the Lord. And watch how he provides for you when you trust in him. If it wasn't for random people I knew at church, I don't even know who they were, dropping off groceries in my house as a young person, hundreds of dollars of groceries when we woke up in the morning, I don't know how we would have made it through the week. I would see the faithfulness of God coming through. My job is to trust them. His job is to come through. We live in River Island. We live in Lathrop. Some people live in River Islands, Mosdale. Lathrop used to be a rural town. Now it's a little bit more on the up and up. It doesn't matter. There's still people that are hurting and hurting and broken. Maybe you're not where you need to be. I want you to know that it's okay. It doesn't mean that Jesus is going to magically give you a million dollars in the bank account. You're not going to win the lottery, okay? <laughs> I know you want to. I just want to shut that prophetic word down real quick. But what he do is he'll get you through it. And he will comfort you through that storm. And he's not going to draw away from you. He's actually going to draw closer. Number four, when we're socially wounded, when we're relationally hurting, when we experience loss, maybe someone passed away, maybe someone we loved isn't with us anymore, maybe someone moved away, maybe there was a severing of relationship due to arrogance on both sides, whatever the case may be. And this is where I think oftentimes when talking about loneliness, we immediately go to. We think that the answer to loneliness is a better relationship. We think the answer to loneliness is someone else. Now, I agree. If it wasn't for spiritual family, my heart wouldn't have been healed. But I had to learn to be with the Holy Ghost, okay, with my loneliness with him, because only he can solve the issue. Whenever you try to satisfy your loneliness in someone else, you make them an idol and you take Jesus' place that he died on the cross for. We can't do that. And then we get disappointed that they're not perfect because we're asking them to die on a cross that Jesus already died on. Holy Spirit comes to comfort us when we're isolated and alone. We have to invite him in. Number five, mentally 
when we are mentally exhausted. <clears throat> I know some of the moms should be like, yes and amen on that one. I know what it's like to be up to here. It's like you can't even think anymore. It's like your brain just got fried out. I want you to know that Jesus draws near. Jesus draws near. The Holy Ghost will comfort you even when you are mentally not in a place to process and think. Now, I'm not saying you have permission to do dumb things because you aren't thinking. That's not true either. But what I'm saying is he's not scared of you feeling like you just can't process it. When you are at your wits end, when you are up to here with your thoughts and your mind, when you are just feeling exhausted because of the life, the kids, the family, work, all the stuff, all the issues, God's like, don't worry, I got you. I feel like someone came in here mentally exhausted. Half of y'all got mentally exhausted getting your kids ready for the picture you're gonna take after church today. Because y'all did it for the gram and you did the most. I'm just being honest. It's okay, God's got you. And the real stuff, when we are mentally exhausted, God draws near. Number six, when we are emotionally broken. And I think we correlate, we correlate the Holy Spirit being our comforter. Most of the time, this, this idea, for those who have heard this message or, or someone teach about this or talk about the Holy Spirit being a comforter, we relate it to emotions. That's our, our first and natural easy step to do. Uh, and it's true, however, it's more than that. And I, I think as individuals, we need to grow emotionally. We need to allow Jesus to grow us emotionally and how we do that is we begin to understand that the Holy Spirit is a part of our emotional brokenness. And number seven, when we are spiritually empty. When you feel like you can't give God anything. You feel like you can't even get up. When you feel like you can't even move forward. I know there's times where I come into church on Sunday as a pastor and I feel like I can't even lift my hands because of what I'm going through in my own heart, in my own mind. And then the comforter comes and helps me. I want you to know that the comforter wants to come and help you. And so here's the thing, right? All seven. Your physical aspect of your life. Vocational, financial, social, relational, right? That's one, right? That's number four. Number five is mental, your mind, your intellect. Your emotions is six. And your spirit is seven. These make up your being. What is interesting is that God wants to comfort all of it, not just some of it. Here's something else that I think that's really important you need to understand. You see all these things? These are all messed up things within us. Right? Let's just call it what it is. It's brokenness. It's emptiness. It's dryness. It's hurt. It's pain. It's, it's tough. You know what's beautiful about Jesus? He's not scared of your stuff. He's not scared of your stuff. He's not. He draws closer when you need him. The Holy Spirit comforts when you need him. And so I want to leave you with this, and I'm going to let you go. Is that he's not going to leave you. Okay. Let's take a minute. We know that. And see, like I'm short, so you can see it behind me. You know what I'm saying? We know that. Some of y'all in this room, you've been to church, you're a little kid, and you've heard that. I, I want to tell you that we can know that or know things up here, but it doesn't resonate in here. I can know that intellectually, 
but not let that transform my heart. I know what that's like. See, I knew when I wrote that line, I felt like Holy Spirit was helping, was like, you tell them that. I'm like, okay. And I, I said, well, if I was in the chair and someone told me that when I was where I used to be, at first that sounds really good, but then that would trigger me all sorts of ways. Because, come on, we're humans. We like to get triggered. Triggered's like the fun millennial word, let's be honest. Everyone's triggered about everything. Like, everyone's wrapped in bubble wrap. It's ridiculous. <laughs> get triggered also. Yeah. Anyways, that's another message for another time. But some of the triggers are real. Right? When, when someone were to tell me if I was a young person, what I went through, what I went through in my past, hey, I want you to know that God's never going to leave you. God's not going to leave you. I'd be like, okay, cool. And then I'd probably go home, think to myself, yeah, but that preacher has no idea that my dad left me. That preacher has no idea that my mom left me. They don't know who, people that have left me, that I was abandoned, that I was an orphan. That thank for the grace of God for my grandma and my nina who adopted me, I would have been in the system. Right? By the time I graduated high school, this is me. I went to 16 different schools. Some of you know that. I went to more schools than grades. I couldn't. I couldn't make friends. And it is. It's crazy. And I felt like that's all people have done is leave me. And you mean to tell me that God's not going to leave me? How? And this is what we do, family. We begin to relate. Our, and I've said this before. We begin to relate and correlate our relationship with God based on the relationships we've experienced in our life. We began to compare the father we had to God the father. We began to compare the mother we had to how God would mother us and be next to us. We compare our relationship with our friends to who Jesus is and how he's a friend. And what we begin to do is we begin to diminish the authority of God based on our human experience. And we live a life like that. And you can be saved, friends. You can go to heaven and still be messed up and broken with all these triggers because you didn't allow Jesus to solve the deep issues in your hearts. And so I remember being a teenager reading this passage, broken home, no dad, no mom, in and out of my life. And I remember reading John 14 in my bedroom. I live right by Sierra High. I'd read the Gospels every morning before I went to school. Thursday, Fridays, I'd hit John. And I remember I'd hit John that morning, and I heard that line, and I will not leave you as an orphan. And at first it was encouraging. But then it started to be challenging. And then I started to get angry because I was like, God, you already have. Because what am I doing? I am using my human experience to correlate to Jesus. And I remember the Lord telling me, Chris, I never left you as an orphan because I've never left you. And what began to happen is his truth and his power and his authority began to be greater than my experience and my circumstance and my struggle and my pain and my suffering began to be washed away in the blood of Jesus and the resurrection of God and the Holy Spirit. I just remember it that morning, came down in my room and the comforter came in and he was like, Chris, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. 
because I'm not going to leave you. And what began to happen is the thing I knew in my head, I've heard preachers preach it, I heard people talk about it, the thing I knew that was a good Christian line became a reality in my heart. Therefore, I now had confidence to do what God has called me to do because no longer am I thinking I'm gonna do it by myself, no longer do I have to figure out I'm all in this all alone, but God began to empower me to do what he wanted me to do because I began to understand that he's not gonna leave me. And I came to tell someone the same thing. Someone needs to hear it in their heart and not in their head that God's got you and he's not going to leave you. It doesn't matter what the job situation is like. It doesn't matter what the family situation is like. It doesn't matter what the physical sickness you're dealing with. It doesn't matter the pain of your past. It doesn't matter the brokenness of your life. It doesn't even matter if you were the one that caused it all and messed it up. If you would repent of your stuff, if you would get out of the way and you would say, Jesus, I need you. Jesus would say, I'm sending you the comforter and he will be with you always. And even when you think you're alone, you're not going to be alone. And even when you think you're by yourself, I'm not going to leave you by yourself. And I want you to know that you will never have to go through this life by yourself again because I died so you can have the spirit of God that would live inside you. No longer are you an orphan, but you are a son and a daughter that has been engrafted in the gospel of Jesus. Therefore, you have a power and authority to do what I called you to do. And I know it's going to be uncomfortable. I know there's going to be things you don't want to walk through. I know there's going to be times where you feel like I can't do this. But guess what? It doesn't matter because I'm going to be with you always. I'm going to be with you always. Ah. See, and we, we, got, we got some people shouting because they've been through it. Some of you are like, these people are excited. That, that Mexican little pastor, he'd he be yelling. He's got some salsa on him. If you were to know through, if you were to know my hell you would begin to understand my worship. If you knew what I went through, you would begin to understand why I trust and love Jesus the way I do. And I think there's some people in the room that can relate. See, they're, they're shouting down. I, I, it's not just a good, exciting church service. They're... they're they're, something's resonating in their heart because they remember when they weren't going to make it. And they remember when it felt like something wasn't going to come through. And they remember when they felt like they were lost and broken. And then they remember that God said, I'm not leaving you. Family, he's not going to leave you. He's not going to leave you. He's the comforter. This is who he is. I want you to know the same Holy Spirit I do. I want you to know that you don't got to fix it all on your own. I want you to know that you don't have to default to your past sin to comfort yourself. I want you to know that you have the power to break up the, with that relationship you know you're not supposed to be in. Because Jesus is greater. 
I want you to know that you can stop that substance abuse, have self-control because Jesus is greater. I want you to know that you can stop watching the things on the computer you're not supposed to be watching that's trying to fill your heart that's not going to fill your heart because Jesus is greater. I want you to know that you don't have to worry about God leaving you because your dad left you and your mom left you and your parents left you or someone abandoned you or that relationship abandoned you. It doesn't matter because God's got you and he's going to be with you not at church on Sunday but he's going to be with you on Monday and he's going to be with you on the car on Tuesday and he's going to be with you at your job on Wednesday and he's going to be with you with your kids at home on Thursday. The issue is not that God doesn't want to be with you. The issue is have we became aware that he is. Because he's not leaving you. Pastor Juan, come help me out. Family, he's not leaving you. I came to tell someone, you need to hear this. Pastor Juan had a word on, on first service. I don't know. If, did you give it a second? Okay, kind of, almost. <laughs> I was going to say foul ball. <laughs> no, I think it was a word for the house today. Pastor Juan gave a word that there's someone in here that might be giving up. You might be done. Done with Jesus, maybe even done with life. Done with your marriage, you're just done. I want you to know that it's going to be okay. Not because I say that. I can't really help you. I can help you. I can pray for you, but I can't really help you. It's because the Holy Spirit, he's with you. If you would just realize he's with you, that he's going to get you through it. I love what it says in Isaiah. You will walk through the fire and you will not be burned. You will walk through the water and there will, you will walk in dryness. He's the comforter. Meaning he's got you. And he will be with you. And it's going to be okay. He's going to get you through that storm. He's going to get you through the darkness. He's going to get you through the pain. He's going to get you through the loss. He's going to get you through the brokenness. Why? Because that's what he does. That's what he does. And we have to change our perspective. Because what we do is we say, well, God, if you loved me, you wouldn't let me go through this. God, if you loved me, you wouldn't have me do all this stuff. God, if you actually cared, why don't you stop it, God, right? That's, that's the agnostic, atheistic perspective on how we begin to belittle God to mentally compare ourselves to him so we think we're higher due to our intellect. Can I tell you two things are true? One, I don't know why God allows us to go through things sometimes. I know humans are humans, but there's not really a great answer. Two, if God wasn't real, you were still gonna go through it. You're still gonna go through it. God was real or not real, I still was going to have a father and a mother who weren't going to be in my life. I still was going to have to go through a drug-addicted home from place to place. The difference now is that I've learned that although God didn't solve it for me, he actually used it to build me and that he was with me and he never left me. And so the question is, not why God, why haven't you solved it? It becomes God, thank you for getting me through the desert. 
God, thank you for getting me through the storm. God, thank you that you've never left me. Even when it was my fault, you never left me. Even when I was the issue, you never left me. Thank you that you are with me till the end. And God, I pray that my life would be about you and that I would have every part of you in my life and not the other way around where I would be compartmentalized and this part and this part. We get to the place where we would say, God, you can have all of me. And when we do that, family, our job's to surrender and his job is to comfort. I came to tell someone, he's not gonna leave you. Come on, he's not gonna leave you. He's not gonna leave you. Get out of here and listen here. He's not gonna leave you. He's not gonna leave you. You're not an orphan anymore. You're not alone anymore. You're not isolated anymore. You're not trapped anymore. You're not bound to sin anymore. You're not broken the way you used to be broken. It's a different brokenness we have before the Lord. That God is with you always. And he's not going to leave you. Do me a favor, stand to your feet. Thank you again for tuning into our podcast. For more info, please visit our website at thrivelathrop.com. Have an amazing rest of your week.